Welcome to the Content 10X Podcast, the show where content creators learn how to harness the power of content repurposing. And now, your host, Amy Woods. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Content 10X Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Woods, and this week is about the ways that you can repurpose your in-person offerings to online. So specifically, I'm going to talk through six ways that you can do exactly that. You can take services that you offer to people in person and deliver them to people online. Now, at the time of recording this, if you are listening to it live on the week, it's gone live. We're in the middle of the coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic at the moment. And so this is a really topical podcast episode because I'm really trying to help people who have businesses and are struggling at the moment to pivot their businesses in order to offer what they would have offered in person to people online. Now, if you're listening to this a little bit more in the future, then I'm hoping that the pandemic is over and that everything has restored a bit more back to normal. But this podcast episode is still going to be super useful because everything that I talk about is very much evergreen advice. Now, I'm really, I guess, very fortunate at Content 10X because we are a online business. Predominantly, our services and our products that we offer to our clients are all digital products. And it's a digital content service that we provide to our clients. And I have a virtual team as well. So we were already set up for virtual working. So very fortunate in that regard. That's not to say that our clients have not been affected by this because many of them are really, really affected by this. And also, you know, people that we work with, people that we support in different ways. So it's affecting lots of people in different ways. But the businesses with offline offerings in particular are really needing to pivot more so than ever and find new ways to monetize their products and their services and their content in this digital space. And I guess we're really lucky that we do live in the digital age where it is possible to look at what you currently do and work out how you can make use of digital and the online world to do something different and help your clients in different ways and keep your business going, keep your business generating revenue. Now, for some, this might come naturally and for others, it might feel pretty alien. Not every business can pivot to digital, but you'd be surprised at how many are able to. We've seen cancelled events who are now running online summits. We've seen personal trainers who are delivering video sessions and developing online training programs for their clients. We've seen museums that are conducting tours online. These are trying times, but they are inevitably bringing out really creative solutions for many businesses. So if you want some inspiration for how you can repurpose your in-person offerings to online, then I've got six suggestions for you. Okay, so number one, repurpose your workshops and presentations into a webinar. A webinar is a bit like a virtual classroom. It's a seminar on the web, hence the portmanteau. Well, that's a posh word. I don't know where that came from. (laughs) Um, You can deliver webinars live or pre-record them and then stream them at a certain time. Um, You can present to one or many people, either where everyone can see each other, where it's more of a smaller group. Often that's maybe, you know, anything from a couple of people through to 20, even 30 people. Or you can present where it's just you 
and all the other attendees cannot see each other. And there's loads of other things that you can do with webinars, like people can engage and speak, or you can mute people and bring them in when you want them to contribute. Everyone can text chat with each other, which can get some great discussions going and make them very interactive. And it's a place where you can do things like share links in the chat and you can record the whole thing as well, which I think is really great. So people who you would have wanted to attend or who paid to attend and couldn't make it, then um, they can get a copy of the recording too. And there are then repurposing opportunities for the webinar recording as well, of course. Now, obviously the features depend on what software you use to deliver your webinar. And there are plenty of different options. So if you want to host your webinar live, you can use webinar platforms like ClickMeeting, Zoom, EverWebinar, EasyWebinar, GoToWebinar. They all allow you to host your webinars and charge you for doing so on their platforms. Or Zoom's a little bit different. It's not a webinar platform, but it's a place that you can deliver webinars on. And if you're going to pre-record your webinar and deliver the recording to people, you don't need to necessarily use webinar software. You could record your screen on something like Screencast for Mac, or you could use Camtasia for Windows, and you could create a video that way. And then you'll have a video file. And in order to deliver the webinar to people, you can upload it to YouTube and mark it as private or unlisted, or you can host on other video hosting sites like Wistia and Vimeo. So as you can see, this isn't an instant process if you've never hosted a webinar before, but you'll be pleased to hear that there really isn't a huge amount of legwork that needs to go into it. It can depend on how formal it is, who your audience are, as well as things like the software. You're going to think about things like maybe having a registration page, a confirmation page, setting up email confirmation, sending people reminders, things like that. And that'll all play into deciding what software you want to use. But when you choose any of the softwares, and they're all kind of very similar, but have different unique features, then they all have, you know, help functions and support and things like that. So you can work out how to deliver webinars and they're not that tricky to work out. And in terms of repurposing content that you already have, if you are already out there, so perhaps you are a tutor or a workshop facilitator, a coach or consultant, and you go out and you are delivering what you would deliver in the webinar in person, then likely you have slides that you present to anyway. So the great thing is you can share your screen and you can repurpose, you know, you can reuse the slides that you already created for your in-person presentations and deliver them over your webinar. Maybe you'll change them and tweak them up a little bit for the digital format, but you can start with what you've got and then just build it up from there. So really webinars are just perfect for anyone who can't deliver their upcoming lesson, workshop or even speech. So if you are a speaker, particularly if you deliver talks into corporate organisations and you've had your speeches, your presentations cancelled whilst events have been cancelled, it may be an opportunity to op offer that organisation a webinar and you can put this together and you can deliver a webinar to their employees, maybe with associated handouts and things like that that you would have given when you did your speech. And corporate organisations would likely be very happy that at least you can be there and help people with a webinar as opposed to not at all. So that can be a really great offering. 
Now, I talk more about webinars in chapter 11 of my book. So if you don't have a copy of the book, then head to content10x.com forward slash book and check out chapter 11, which is all about repurposing content for webinars and then repurposing your webinars as well. And also check out my podcast episode with Louise Brogan, which was called Repurposing Webinars. And that is episode 33. So content10x.com forward slash 33. Okay, so number two, repurpose your content into an online course. There are easy to use platforms that will help you to build and sell an online course. So it doesn't have to sound too scary or too techy. You can turn your Word docs, PDFs, videos, worksheets, and entire presentations into an online course using these sites. So the simplest way to set up an online course is to host it on a site like Teachery, Teachable, Skillshare, Thinkific, Udemy, they are very easy to use, quick to set up and have some really neat features. And they're really great because you don't need to set up a new website for your course. And a website can have the ability to host and deliver a course. And you'd have to set up the handling of payments, course materials, personal logins, student progress, that kind of thing. It's possible to do that. It just requires lots of different plugins and it can be quite fiddly and quite tacky. So if it's not something that you know how to do, you'll probably hire somebody or you'll spend a lot of time figuring it out. Now, I highly recommend Thinkific. I've been using that to build the Content 10X Toolkit, and I just find it really great to use. We're going to be launching the Content 10X Toolkit really soon, so you'll be able to see that. And I think you'll agree that it's just a really, really good platform. Now, a more expensive all-in-one solution is something like Kajabi. Kajabi allows you to build and host courses and memberships, and it's kind of like more an all-in-one solution. You've got your website, your hosting, your email service provider, payment platform, CRM, it's positioned as replacing lots of different separate softwares for all of those different solutions and being one single solution. Now, I would say, caveat, I've never used Kajabi myself personally. We've worked with clients who have used Kajabi. Some have had really good experiences and some not so good experiences. And in the not so good category, it wasn't necessarily that Kajabi failed them as such. It was just that they found it quite restrictive because if a certain aspect like the email site or the website side doesn't have a feature that you like, you can't just then go and run that in a separate place because everything is all in one as part of the Kajabi package or rather you could, but it'd start getting really complicated and you'd be paying twice. Now, if you repurpose your workshop, your lesson, your speech into a webinar, as I discussed in number one, you may be able to then repurpose the webinar recording as content for your online course. So maybe you'll deliver lots of different webinars and you'll take all the different webinars together and pair that with more content and that can become the content that goes into your course. So really online courses, they're great for teachers, coaches, really anybody who can teach someone something. If you want to see the sheer range of courses that are out there, then you should go and look on Udemy and you'll be really surprised from, you know, if you're a bartender right now and your bar's closed, teach people how to make the perfect cocktail via a course. If you are a craftsperson, you teach people your craft, then teach them on a course, teach people how to drum on a course. So it's not just business coaches and that kind of thing. There's so much that you can do with online courses. 
Now, to get more help with this, check out episode 109 of the Content 10X podcast, content10x.com forward slash 109, creating online courses by repurposing content with Teresa Heath Waring. Really great conversation with Teresa, so go check that out. Okay, then number three, create a membership site. So this is probably the most time intensive option on my list, and it definitely isn't easy, but it could prove to be a game changing adjustment to your business model if you choose to do it. And after all, the best things in life aren't always the easy ones, are they? Now, there are plenty of plugins and templates you can use to get a site up and running, but there's more to a membership site than just a website. Online memberships are a great way of trading your expertise and skills digitally, and running one will require a good amount of content creation and time spent building your community as well. Now, your content could be repurposed content from your webinars and your online courses if you go that route, plus content you've previously used in an offline capacity that you can put into your membership site. Now, there are so many different types of membership models. Some are more resource-based, some are more community-based, often where people join for the content but stay for the awesome community. And to give you an example of the different types of industries and niches or genres of membership sites, our clients have ranged from dental business memberships to dog training academy memberships to a membership for lash extension beauty therapists as well. So lots and lots of different types of memberships of all different shapes and sizes and industries. If you're curious about starting and running an online membership, then I'd really, really recommend you take a look at the Membership Guys. The website is themembershipguys.com and their excellent membership academy. Mike and Callie, who are the Membership Guys, are really good friends of mine and also clients of ours at Content 10X. And there's no one in the world I'd recommend more to go to if you want to learn how to set up and run a successful membership site and importantly, make money from your membership as well. And Mike Morrison, he was on the Content 10X podcast, the episode how to repurpose membership site content with Mike Morrison. And that was episode 13 way back in the day. So content10x.com forward slash 13. So I recommend that you go check that out as well. And plus check out chapter nine of my book, where the entire chapter is dedicated to how to create content for memberships and how to repurpose content for memberships as well. Okay, so next up, number four, create a subscription group on Facebook. So maybe you don't have the appetite or the time to set up a membership site, but did you know that you can earn money from people joining a specialized group you run on Facebook? It's called a subscription Facebook group. So doing this gives you the chance to showcase your expertise, answer questions, get feedback, engage with your audience. Members can share posts into the group. It's just, you know, a typical Facebook group with some extra features and people pay a subscription to be a member of the group. And it's a simple monthly fee for users, for members of your group. And with any membership, you've got to make sure that you post regular content. You know, people are paying, so you do have to make sure that you post that regular content and you keep people engaged. And I think this could be great as an almost pop-up solution for people who serve a community in person who have come to depend on them. And you've come to depend on the community, but the community have come to depend on you too. And you're looking at a way to keep in touch with each other and serve each other and help each other during this time, the COVID-19 pandemic, where the time that I'm recording this episode, that's what's going on at the moment. So for example, 
I go to a group training session at my gym, group personal training, three times per week. And I'm devastated that I'm not going to be able to go to the three gym sessions a week um, until it's safe to do so. Now, if my PT set up something like this, a Facebook group where I had to pay to subscribe, but where he was going to go in there and he was going to provide with um, maybe daily workouts that I could do at home and provide some motivation. And the guys who I've been doing group training with, we could keep in touch with each other and, you know, some kind of group like that. I would happily pay that to keep me fit and also support him. And then he can also get some money and he can keep us fit and keep supporting us. So I think it's a win-win type situation that could, you know, go on and become something longer term, otherwise almost like a pop-up solution during a challenging time where you can't be with each other face to face. And you could say the same for a wine education business that usually puts on wine tastings or a chef that runs a cookery school. Those kinds of um, services can be pivoted over to something like a subscription group on Facebook and that keeps the community together as well. So I think that's a really great idea and it's not as complicated as a full-blown membership site. Okay, so that's number four. Then number five, repurpose in-person coaching to online coaching. So if you are a coach or a consultant or you provide your customers with in-person meetings, there's no reason why you can't move that online. So similar to when I spoke about delivering workshops and presentations, very similar to that, but we're talking about more one-to-one in-person meetings, pivoting to online meetings or online coaching instead. Now, this can be as simple as running your meetings using video conferencing software like Zoom, which I've already talked about, Google Hangouts or Skype to name just a few of the virtual meeting softwares available. Really just choose a method that you think will be nice and easy for you and for your client as well. So remembering this can be quite a change for your clients as well. So you may have to support them through any tech setup. So keeping things as simple as possible for everybody as you move from that offline to online meeting. And maybe you run an in-person mastermind that needs to pivot online. Don't be deterred. This is possible as well. Not just one-to-one, but small groups like the webinars. You can run your in-person mastermind on Zoom. Absolutely no problem at all. I know that because I've taken part in masterminds that have been run on Zoom and ran really, really effectively. So make the most of that technology that's available. Video conferencing technology has really improved in recent years in particular get used to maybe delivering your sessions in a slightly different format and making sure that you come up with ways that people can still feel engaged and included, even though it is now a different type of format. It's online. So this is really great for mentors, business consultants and coaches, therapists, counsellors, personal trainers, anything that you could be coached in person can potentially be done online. Okay, and then finally, number six, last but certainly not least, is to monetize your content via Patreon. So have you heard of Patreon? It's a platform that makes it really easy for creators to get paid. So there are many ways that you can use Patreon, but by far the most common that I see is when a creator will ask their supporters to become a Patreon, whereby they will pay a monthly fee and in exchange, they will get something extra. For example, you may be a podcaster, a YouTuber, 
YouTuber, a musician, and you ask your loyal fans to become a Patreon. And for that, they will get exclusive access to an additional episode per week or access to a private online coaching group, maybe a shout out and recognition in the content, or even a physical gift like a gift box or stickers. So you decide what is right for you and your audience. And you don't need to get carried away. Some people are such hardcore fans that they are happy to basically buy you a coffee via Patreon each month in support of the awesome work that you do. Now, admittedly, this is less of a repurposing tip and more of a monetization tip. But if you are thinking, what kind of content can I create that I can put into the world and then ask for Patreons, then ask for money, basically, then that's where repurposing may come in handy. If you are trying to bridge that online offline gap, then ask yourself, how could you create online content on what you already know and you already deliver? So here's a great example. During the current COVID-19 pandemic, comedy clubs and comedy nights are not running, obviously. So comedians are therefore quite badly hit by this. Many comedians have fans who love to see them live and can't wait for their next gig. Most likely their fans follow them online too. Now that could be just the right time to start a podcast or video for a comedian. Share your comedy and make people laugh in a different way. So not on the stage, but make people laugh through a podcast and then shout out about it. Find something extra you can offer patrons of the show. And who knows, it could be a new trusty income for you to just get all those people who love you as an onstage comedian to listen to your podcast. And through this tricky time as well, if you can make them laugh on a weekly or whatever it is, a daily basis even, then maybe they will become a patron and they will pay you and then everyone's winner. This is perfect for podcasters, YouTubers, creatives, musicians, artists, and as I mentioned in the example, comedians as well. So there you have it. It's nowhere near an exhaustive list of the ways that you can pivot your offline offerings into online offerings, but hopefully it's a good starting point for you. And if you don't have an in-person offline business, then please do share this with someone you know who does, who may be struggling at this point in time. And maybe not everything here is relevant to them, but maybe something is and it could really, really help them. And whether this is relevant to you or the person you share it with, I really hope that you have at least opened your eyes to the possibilities that are out there and who knows maybe helps with longer term changes and pivots to your business. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Content 10X podcast. If you haven't got a copy yet, then please do get a copy of my book, Content 10X, More Content, Less Time, Maximum Results. You can get it at content10x.com or of course on Amazon or Audible if you'd like the audio book. If you're interested in our fully end-to-end content repurposing service, then don't hesitate to get in touch. It's for podcasters, video creators, and we also work with speakers as well. Just again, head to content10x.com. So all that's left to say is thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. Follow me on social media. In the meantime, I'm at Content10x on all the social media platforms, Instagram in particular, and I'll catch you in the next podcast episode. 